over here, and it's just, you know, it, we live in this kind of, I don't want to say sad situation where, you know, so many people are, are, are clocking in and doing the 9 to 5, and then when they come home, they have time to fill because they just want to relax, and it's so easy to relax and just shut your brain off and watch Kim Kardashian, like, Man, I hate reality TV. Do you know why I hate it? Because, you know, it's killing celebrities, it's killing real talented, real talented performers, um, same as the music industry, you know, people seem to be more interested in seeing, like, a burger flipper, no disrespect to anybody, yeah. but uh, they're more interested in seeing someone from the store singing karaoke than they are someone who's genuinely talented. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, right. yeah. And that's the same as, you know, I'm a guitar player. Um, like, almost, you can be too good at the guitar these days, you know, if, if you, like, Ingve Malmsteen or Steve Vai, it's almost as right. if you'd be, you'd be overlooked because you're too fucking talented. Mm. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It, it upsets me terribly. Is it people are becoming so obsessed with that sort of, you know, you were talking about instant gratification before, but that's kind of the society, isn't it? Where you yeah. just want to move on to the next thing all the time and you can never just stop. And Yeah, things yeah, need to be Im- immediately accessible. And like, how dare you not be average? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You need to be average. And I've never really been very good at that in any respect. It's uh, it's kind of a voyeuristic thing and it's a... a, a, a sp- really big self-satisfaction for a lot of people when they see sort of uh, quote-unquote normal people achieving things that would garner them attention. So Yeah, but then the nine times out of ten they don't achieve anything. They're used for a TV show and then after the TV show's finished they get three singles, two singles yeah, and it's totally disappears. Right. Oh, right. I mean, I mean, if you... I'm, my point is, if you consider getting 100,000 views on YouTube, achieving something, then it's like a false yeah. sense of entitlement, you know? Like, there's nothing... <laughs> I don't think since um, what do you call that bloody song Gangnam Style since that got a, a, a billion views I think um, yeah YouTube views are overrated these days <laughs> I don't know why this has happened because I'm on the computer a lot but I've literally never seen or heard Gangnam Style I don't even I don't know what it is you are a lucky man I heard man. it today I I hadn't heard it before, but then I saw like there was some uh, election ad they showed on TV, and it was actually going Mitt Romney style. <laughs> that oh was the God. first time I heard it. That, that's it. it was, I was at a wedding over the weekend, and they played it at the wedding. Are you um, shitting me? Yeah, Did they really? I'm, I'm being completely honest. I mean, it was actually a pretty good evening with a pretty good DJ, but uh, then he then he played that, and it, it's just it's just the upbeatness of it all. You know, the club type music that I think that's largely why it's successful too, because most of the songs in Korean. You don't really know what's going on except for the the background. Sexy, hey, sexy lady. So it's like and, the Macarena, basically. Uh, well, the Macarena is more. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Macarena it's like the Macarena. Is better. Yeah, and the Macarena was the shit because it was from our time that's era. A classic. Guys. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's it's true. like we're we're totally biased, but I mean, think about these kids that are growing up right now. The Gangnam Style is going to be their Macarena. They're going to be like, "What are you talking about, that's Macarena?" True. Oh, it's yeah. terrible. And you know, actually, uh, being a DJ, I was asked to play it a few weeks ago, and I said no, of course. And <laughs> said, why? And why? Right and I said, "Well, there's so many reasons why I wouldn't play it. A, because it's shit." <laughs> Um, B because I don't understand the words and they're like are you racist and I'm like no it's <laughs> a shit song we're going to uh, I'm going to go ahead and use that as a great pivot because I wanted to talk to you about your DJing okay yeah man so, so you DJ you, where, like where do you DJ how often do you DJ um, I've been a DJ for 14 years um, a little bit yeah I've been a DJ I, I, there hasn't basically been one weekend I haven't DJed in 14 years mm. so I have to say I started out on vinyl, you know, a purist. I used to carry fucking crates of records about and put my back out every week. Um, 
then moved on to CDs, on to CDJs, and only in the last year I've moved on to um, like MP3s. Tractor or Serato? Uh, tractor. Yeah? Yeah. And I have, uh, I got myself a sort of um, Pioneer Dex for it, but I think there's nothing worse than watching a DJ fiddle around on his laptop and like, that guy's checking his emails. Like, how exciting is that? I still want yeah, to see. Yeah. I, I still want to feel like I'm using Dex. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is yeah, it's, that's important. It's a really nice interface, actually. So yeah, um, I still love to DJ. Um, a, a bit upset with how music's going at the moment, but um, the things come and swings and roundabouts. So I'm sure it will swing around again. I'm not into R and B. I don't like R and B. I don't like. I don't really like dubstep or um, drum and bass. I like some, maybe some dubstep, but I, I don't play. Dubstep is not big in Northern Ireland. Sounds like a great place yeah so i play house basically i play different styles of house music i mean i consider you consider right now hodor like your job right it's sort of like your day job or, or is it or is it djing or is it both it's both um i just do what i need to do really um i always seem to be doing something though um i don't really have that much free time to be honest yeah you're right actually i'm not really pushing the dj at the moment it's just really until i earn enough money to stop it well, well right it's, well, it's it's cool though because it's it's such a, an interesting trait when i see people that are just in general kicking ass that they're free time relaxing thing is something mm. like a career for some people. I mean, like you're entertaining people and you're doing something that you love, but at the same time, it's also your sort of way to chill. Yeah. Well, trust me when I'm leaving the house at 11 PM every night, I am not a happy camper. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> you know, like I, I, I'm sort of swearing at the, kick the dog. It was like, fuck's sake. I don't want to go to work. Um, <laughs> that sort of thing. But when I get there, I love music. I love making people dance, right. especially yeah. when, the, when well, they've had I did, want, I did want to ask you, um, Christian, on the, on your IMDb, it says that you've performed with or alongside the, the Scissor Sisters. Yeah, yeah. How, how are they to, to perform with? Well, it was, it was possibly, um, well, along with Comic Con, it was two, uh, two or three of the best nights of my life. Um, it was on the UK um, or Scottish and Irish leg of the tour here. Um mm-hmm. It was just we were in this. I was in this band called Daddy's Little Princess. Um, yes, the lead, lead singer. Lead singer was a drag queen. That sort of thing. It was really. It, it was pretty intense, actually. It was really punky, sort of electro grungy rock. It was really cool, actually. Yeah, I've I've seen them. I saw them perform maybe like two years ago, and I I didn't quite know what I was getting into, and and mm. coming out of it, I didn't quite know what I had just seen. No, no, um, they're interesting. They don't really have a a genre. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that was that was incredible. So we sort of did the big arena. That was like at the pinnacle of Scissor Sisters, Sisters' career. So um, they were doing the sort of arenas and football stadiums. Do you travel often, like outside of Ireland at all? Like maybe when you're not filming or for leisure, have you ever traveled? Um, I, I, I do travel, um, but these days it's always for work. Um, yeah. But um, the last couple of times I've traveled, it's always been to the States, um, obviously, because that's where the, the biggest um, fan base for Game of Thrones is. Um, although it has a huge fan base in Latin America and South America and, and Spain and stuff like that. It's, it's massive down there. Yeah, there's not nearly enough um, coverage of it over here in Denmark. Like, they're showing it, but it's sort of on a, this obscure channel, and it's it's very upsetting to me because you know, it's just Believe it or not, so it's good. the same here. Um, we have it on Sky Atlantic. Which require right, yeah. which requires you to have um there's like people who don't like have sky package yeah yeah, yeah but some some people have cable um and for some reason sky Atlantic don't don't supply the cable customers and it's like what the fuck man put the show on yes yeah. no, that's true. <laughs> I was trying to when I when I was lived in Wales um I was trying to to watch it and I had to go through this entire thing with contacting Sky and getting them to oh it was just a nightmare. 
Yeah, it can be quite difficult. Um, but it's on Sky One now, which is it's on, it's on cable, so that's not so bad. But it's not the not the it'll be repeats and reruns. You were you were talking about the sort of critical success it has over here in the states, and I can remember back because obviously Twitter's been around, and I mean, I, when I think of the show, mm-hmm. I, I guess I still consider it relatively new because when it when it came out, I remember thinking about how new of a concept this was and how great HBO is at executing these. I don't want to say ambitious shows, but they're they're ambitious and they do such a great job yeah. at capturing these era pieced series. And um, when you know previously, I had no knowledge of Thrones or or the books even. And I'm I stay pretty up on on like fantasy shifts and like what's a trend or whatever. And I hadn't heard much about this, even though a fandom for it obviously did I exist. Hadn't either right. So when the show introduced me to the entire concept and, you know, I immediately saw all of my friends and actually hadn't, I didn't know Selena yet, mm. but, um, like Eric and I, for example, were friends before. And, you know, we, we would just see a shift throughout most people that were into just into things like this, not, not necessarily fans of medieval culture or like watching Robin Hood or things like that, but just people that are into well-developed storylines that are sort of like Battlestar Galactica sort of people like, Oh, you love, you know, politics and humor and romance and all of these things set in a fantasy universe. That's great. But when, um, when HBO put out that teaser from the first episode, we were just like, oh shit, this is going to be badass. Also, Sean this is Bean's something in it. different. Oh, yeah, with, right. with the White Walker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was incredible. Right, and then we everyone started watching it, and um, I think I made a comment about it on a recent episode where I said that I the show didn't become like something that I was just so, so into until probably after Mord and Tyrion had their no gold bit up in the area. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, I thought it was amazing, um, obviously, because it's a great show, but what it's done is sort of transcended this place where it's a show people really like to where it's something that people are le- legitimately into. Like, the word fandom is kind of thrown around loosely, but I really, truly do believe that. I think so, too. Pretty- people are proper obsessed with it, like, and, you know, they're, they're relating things to their everyday life and stuff, and... Like the whole thing about the West Ross elections, people are like putting some serious thought into that. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's awesome. It goes back to Comic Con, man, because I I remember you know I actually I had planned on going this year and I book filming stuff and it overlaps and I feel like an idiot. But when I when I saw the the reports and shit from Comic Con and seeing how well people were taking it, because I mean essentially you did go as a fan. Like this is that's the person that you are, right? Like you're yeah. a fan of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, for, for, for us personally and for everyone around um, in the circle and then like fans of the show, everyone was just like really stoked that I don't want to say this was happening for you, but that you were able to represent the show and the character even sort of in a in a loose setting and just seeing seeing not a room full of people that were strategizing to go see this, but just to just see a large reception from the general public, from people who like cool shit. That was really yeah. into your character and really into the show. I mean, yeah. it's a phenomenon, really. It's a phenomenon. It's true. It's, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> I don't really know what to say, uh, but it, <laughs> it, it, is, it, is, it is humbling. So seeing from behind the scenes, the amount of work they've put into this, um, it, it's what it's deserved. Um, it really is. The craft people who work on this, the story writers, um, the script writers, it, it's... They're 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 as obsessed with it as as the fans are. You know, it's it's become a, it's become a life. 
I actually had a related question to that. I mean, obviously now you're just you're shooting the third season of the show. Yeah. At this point, you guys on the set, you must you must know now that this is a big deal. Like this isn't just, you know, you're working in your first season, you're still wondering if it's even going to be picked up, you know, has the, has that attitude sort of sunk in yet that it's actually Game of Thrones has made such a big impact and is still making such a big impact? Um, yeah, well, it's, it's hard not to, it's, it's hard not to realize how big it is, but um, I think it's good that people haven't got complacent. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they really haven't. Um, in fact, I, I think, I think season three, I've, I've seen people work hardest so far. I, I genuinely think season three is going to be the best season so far. That's, that's awesome. That's, yeah. that's what, I mean, that's, that's what I was told by Micah and Selena. They were like, listen, <laughs> if you like well, yeah. the show. Yes. <laughs> it's gonna if be- it's anything like the book. Yeah, but you, you don't know how quickly it's going to happen. If you know what I mean, you don't really know how far that's we're going to get along the arc. It just depends how they split it up. Exactly, like that's the big thing about season three is that no nobody of the fan, of the fans, like you guys probably know, but we don't know yeah. where the book's gonna split or if if they're even gonna keep it to like the first half of the book is gonna be the first half of the season. We have no idea. I find that really exciting personally. Like that's gonna catch me off guard when they're gonna do certain things. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't understand people who get upset about that because you know you've read the book, you've enjoyed it. Uh, fair enough. Um, right. Surely, if it's slightly different or the timeline changes. It could only be a surprise, you know. What I mean? yeah. like, <laughs> as long as it's, as long as it sticks to the storyline, um, uh, all the ma- yeah. all the major points, and you know, what I, mean? I, I don't see the problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. As long as they don't like suddenly kill off someone that was supposed to be alive until book five, or if they like, yeah, well, as long as they're not important. Yeah, that's true. To yeah. hell if they're not a point of view character, just throw them out. Hell. Yeah, well, that, 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 that sort of that includes me, so let's not go there. Um. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, like, no. I feel like you've unofficially become such a point of view character, at least in in the fandom world is concerned. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a bit of like Hodor's like the audience, isn't it? Just observing it all. Yeah, it's sort of uh, that's a good way to put it. Actually, I just realised that um, there's stuff you don't know yet about Hodor's role, <laughs> which I'm not going to say anything. I about know it. it. Yeah, I know you know, but yeah, it's pretty can't talk about. But um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a, there's definitely a new dimension comes into it in this season. Well, good. I mean, I feel like we have a lot of listeners that are on the same pace as Eric and I as far as discovery on the show. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how it all plays out on screen. Absolutely. I, I can't wait to. I can't wait to. Well, actually, do you know what? I haven't even seen the second half of season two. <laughs> but uh, what? Uh, I don't like watching myself, man. Is it almost like it's it's too close? No, it's. it's, it's uh, I don't know. Well, do you know? I can. I uh, watching myself. I can see the thought process that's, that's right. happening there. I can remember the thought process. Like, I can say, got my legs cramping, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'd be like, God, I can totally see that in my face. My legs cramped. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm very critical of myself, so I just tend to, I have faith in my directors. Um, and I, I know for a fact that if it was shit, HBO wouldn't let, let it go out. I bet that's really nice working I mean, on such a level where, I mean, for example, just, just saying that it's an HBO series, knowing that if your legs are cramping and you feel like you're making a dumb face, it's not going to make it in the show. Oh, yeah, totally, man. If anything, yeah, they will notice anything down to the last detail. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's been a great way to work with some really amazing directors and some really amazing people. Like my, my first scene as a professional actor had, like, it had Richard Madden, it had Peter Dinklage, it had um, wow. you know, it's directed by Brian Kirk. That was my first scene as an actor. Um, wow. 
Um, yeah, it's, it's sort of it's, it's a new way to start. You can't really go yeah. too much higher than that. It's <laughs> yeah, no. all dying hell from here. <laughs> <laughs> from there, you're just like, well, uh, <laughs> what happens now? How was that? I just said the BBC show there called Ripper Street. Um, it's it's set in the time of Jack the Ripper. Um, also very good, and that, that was another great experience. Um, some really nice cast and directors there too. It's, it's out just after Christmas. Wow. So I mean, obviously, this is opening up a lot of different opportunities for you then. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I had trouble with representation at the start, but now I've got really good agent looking after me. So yeah, I'm constantly auditioning, constantly reading for parts. So that's very cool. And the thing is. You know, I have a very specific look. So, and, and people who know my work, they, they either want me or they don't want me. So, basically, <laughs> usually, if I if I have to go for a role and it's, it's, it's any kind of way, right, I'll usually get it because uh, if I want someone who looks like me, basically, there's me. <laughs> Obviously, that works as a double edged sword. You know what I mean? It's not as if I'm going to turn up in, um, I don't know, Glee. Hey, <laughs> you know, that would be never so say awesome never. Though. Yeah, never <laughs> say never. <sir. laughs> not without a fork uh, in my head. Uh, be, uh, that would be no perfect. chance I would be in Glee. <laughs> that, that would be yeah, okay. That'd be pretty badass. Uh, what you what about the uh, awesome. Chris, Christian? What about the new Star Wars? If they asked you to be in it, would you be in it? Oh my god! I'd break their arm. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> like in, I will break your arm, please. I would, I would love to be. I would love to be a Sith. So you're a Darth. You're 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 an evil Jedi knight. Wow. You're an evil Jedi. You're uh, you know, you're helping protect the galaxy against mm-hmm. democracy. Yeah, but it's then, a Sith. Not an evil Jedi. Sure you are. <laughs> and then you walk into a portal that takes you to Northrend, and it's really cold. And then you ride a Zeppelin. And you're back in Azeroth, and you're just hanging out. <laughs> if you're there, Christian, and, and, and enjoy my segue, that was a beautiful one. Yeah, well, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I realized what you were doing as you were doing it. I was impressed. <laughs> I was just watching it unfolding like a beautiful flower in front of me. <laughs> just the perfect sunrise just made me just made it bloom, and the pollen was just crisply just floating away in the breeze, and this little bumblebee flew. So you segue to Warcraft, and then you segue yeah, you into botany. You guys oh, fucked up my segue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we fucked it up. It was a group effort. <laughs> well, we, we, we were talking, we were both appreciating the Segway because yes, we, 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 we enjoy Segways to ride on. Sometimes walking is too much to deal with. You see, that was a Segway, Segway. Anyway. That was very good. What is your, what, you said you have 17 characters on WoW. We were talking before we started recording. Yeah. 17? Uh, yeah, well, you know, obviously the, the level cap has been raised now, but um, I did have 17 max level 85s. So Pandaria did take it to 90 then? Yes, it did. Yeah. What's what's your favorite alignment class? Um, it's it's a mage. I've been a mage since day one, or a shaman, or a paladin. Really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's gonna run through them or? because I can take notes here. <laughs> Are you rolling alliance or horde? Well, see, I I can sit on the fence here because I play on both EU and um, US servers, European or American servers, and in America I'm alliance and in. Europe, I am horde. I feel like this there's there's this aspect of which you choose that kind of represents what kind of fan you are of things like Game of Thrones. Like if you're more of a Dothraki supporter, or if you're more of someone who thinks that the Baratheons and the Lannisters are cool. Like I found myself playing and this was years ago, I'd be playing Horde, I'd be hanging out in Orgrimmar, and I'm like, oh, this town looks kinda weird. I, I bet the guys in the Alliance, they get to enjoy like this cool subway and like paved roads and like houses with ceilings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's this weird, it's this weird mixture of, of these two different worlds that these people are playing in. And I feel like it, 
it really speaks volumes to the people that are playing these characters to what kind of things that they actually like in these sort of like weird broad stories you know what i mean yeah i haven't actually thought about that before but it's, it's a valid point yeah i'm definitely more of a horde fan though i'm really into the stories behind the characters and stuff in warcraft and even went to blizzard um a few months back and actually corrected one of the employees on his lore <laughs> Um, so that's that's how sad I am Um, but yeah I I love the stories behind it all and yeah I'm definitely more of a horde person so you're saying if they ever decided to adapt the film you would gladly play oh my god yes no shit no no that's awesome (laughs) dude I have my my agent manager on pain of death the minute that um, (laughs) film gets started if it ever gets made um, if I don't get a part in that I will fucking Get a machine gun, kill all around me. I swear arms. to God, break their arms. It's like the it's like the Zelda movie. I know Selena. Oh my God, Selena and I desperately want to be Kokiri children. Oh my God, I've never yeah, played no, Zelda. I want to be the red haired girl. You've never played Zelda? No. Well, I've never played World of Warcraft, so I guess it's mm. kind of even. I feel like I'm missing out right now, like, way. But Zelda is beautiful. <laughs> you have to play it. Selena, you would literally, like, you would love WoW. Like, I know you. I'm it, sure. You know yeah. what? If I played it, though, you just know that I would just disappear into my computer screen and never come out again. Like, it's those, <gasps> these kind of things I have to keep myself from. I hate that when people say that about WoW. But it's so true. <laughs> yeah, a lot you of people do it's say so that. True. But I don't think it's I don't think it's like that anymore. I think it's easier to dip in and dip out now. But you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. You don't. I mean, seriously, it's just it sounds like really, really good. And you know, I've got a friend who gets really into it and makes up all these characters and stuff. And I could just see myself sort of. And I'm not. No, I can't. <laughs> well, I, I have my own it's little circuit breakers. Um, I know when I start to dream about it that I'm playing too much. Oh wow! Okay, that's, that's yeah. That's, that's, I that's, can... Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, that's that's pretty badass. I was definitely dreaming about Skyrim last night too, which is not good. I could Another never get into that. Wait, when I say last night, I mean not actually last night. Wow, my timetable's all skewed up because after I got Halo last night, I haven't slept. So there's that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's true. All night. Well, to be fair, here it's like five thirty in the morning, so I think it's um. They're probably about the same, honestly. <laughs> adding up for that too. Yeah, yeah it's like four thirty here. Wow. Yeah. We, oh yeah. We all still kind of pulled it through. I mean, managed Meanwhile, to. Meanwhile, America has reelected President Obama. Yes. If anyone's keeping score. True story. Really? No spoiler. Yeah. 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 Should oh we put like God. celebratory music on right now? I feel like we should. Okay, so. Paint it blue. I'm really pleased. <laughs> it's really. Me, yeah. me too. Me too. <laughs> I was worried. Yeah. Yeah. I really was worried. I wasn't worried. I was worried too. I was, I was worried. Okay, guys, give this show a five-star rating or I will beat you around the face and neck with my prosthetic hodor penis. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> wow! It was so much better than I ever hoped it could be. <laughs> That's what she definitely said. <laughs> this is Game of Thrones, everybody. It's a podcast. You listen to it. Later. It's scary to me. Well, common sense has prevailed. Thank God. It has. Yes. I'm going to go probably have party, a soft red. Yeah. I'm going to go, go I'm going to go have a, the, the softest. The softest red? Softest.